destroy all children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy all children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's me. It's the podcast. It's a me. <laughs> Larry Davis, what have you been up to? I've been playing uh, some video games. You want to hear about them? Well, I guess. Well, guess what? (laughs) I got a lot of problems with Mario Golf, and now you're going to hear about them. Oh, no. I've been playing. I think your first mistake was playing Mario Golf. I had a slot open on Gamefly, and nothing else coming out. So uh, I'll soon be sending that back Because Samurai Warriors is coming out soon Um, Anyway, Mario Golf Super Rush for the Nintendo Switch Here's the thing, I have enjoyed some Mario Golf in the past Uh, There have been several good Mario Golf games, in fact I just don't know if I can believe anyone enjoys golf games I mean, they're so notoriously difficult I, I just don't know why anyone put themselves through that well, okay. I do not find them particularly difficult. Um, I know you have certain issues with them. Uh, for example, forgetting to hit the button twice is one thing. I do. I do have certain issues. Yeah, you have a lot of Just issues. Just in general, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Mario Golf. It seems like a full foolproof thing. You get golf. You put Mario characters in. Done. Right, you know, maybe yeah, you sure. put some coins in there, whatever. All right. Yeah, it's basically the uh, Mario Tennis formula, where yeah. it's just it's, this is a really basic tennis game with Mario characters, but it's good because it's so like simple and straightforward. Yeah, sure. It's easy to relax, have a good time. Yeah. Nintendo would never fuck that up. They they, they just can't fuck that up, right? Larry, right? Let me tell you about uh, Camelot, the uh, sport developer of Nintendo sports titles. Uh, okay. They used to make some really good stuff back in the day. Now, uh, not really sure what happened to them, but uh, very concerning, their recent output. Uh, first Mario Tennis Aces, and now this. Oh, so, yeah. So, um... What if I told you that they took what should be sort of a fun, goofy side mode and instead made it basically the whole game? Uh, well, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. No, it would not. So I started the career mode, campaign, adventure, whatever you want to call it. Uh, first of all, I forgot that I made a me and named it Required. Uh, because apparently it was somewhere else that said, make me, this is required. And so I did that. Um, 
and also Birdo is my wife <laughs> in the game. You just you start well, check and you're out in the house. Smart ass over here. <laughs> you, you start and you're in this house, and then Birdo comes in next to you, and I guess we're married. Uh, she makes food for us all in the clubhouse. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, she makes uh makes you some breakfast with an egg that she spit out of her own mouth. Well, I don't want to think about that. You you don't want to know how the sausage is made, <laughs> as they say. Well, it's fine as long as you didn't fertilize that egg. It's no, edible. no, no, absolutely not. I wonder how you'd even do that. Well, well, I, you I squirt in her mouth a little yeah, bit well, the night before, okay. then you got a problem. <laughs> so, I I suspected something was up when I talked to a guy. Outside your coach And he says something Wait, I'm, I'm sorry you didn't expect something was up When Birdo was your fucking wife Well no that's normal <laughs> That just seems like eh, It's a little bit of flavor here in this Adventure mode But gameplay wise I talked to this other guy and he's like Alright we're not going to give you all your clubs We're going to give you ha- a half set Of clubs because if you have a full Set of clubs it will weigh you down When you're chasing your ball there are no carts on this course That's fucked up That's every it, It's especially bad because the first thing you do Is just regular golf It's like okay sure this is fine And then from yeah. then on it's speed golf Where you have to hit your ball And then chase after it Also there seems to be no Point to it Like you don't get a bonus for speed Or anything It's just there to waste time Oh no, it's there because it's fun, Larry No, it's not It's really not Larry, it's, but it's fun, Larry It's not Larry, I need you to you understand the ball, that it's fun And then you just run to where your ball is You can use your dash to stun other players If you run into them But stun them for like a second It doesn't matter Like none of it matters You should be able to brain Luigi with one of your golf clubs Yes, you should Knock him out He's It's fine he's just dizzy Anyway if not for that This would be a perfectly serviceable golf game But instead That is like every hole And it's terrible And I hate it I don't, I don't know what you were expecting though to be honest Because like that's been in all the trailers for it I thought that was I like thought... their whole selling point Was like oh you, you run You race everybody to get to the ball It's I thought chaos that, I thought that was just a side mode I did not think that would be everything Oh no, see the, my understanding From that trailer was that was the whole game Well see that from that it. trailer it just showed it, it was sort of in the context Of multiplayer So it was like you're in multiplayer to race Everybody to the ball So that was what I thought it was going to be but... Well your first mistake was assuming A multiplayer mode in a Nintendo game Wasn't also going to just be the single Player mode except with AI Yeah so I I don't know I think this one's on you. No, it's not. Look, I can't I can't judge you too hard. I got duped into outright buying Mario Tennis Aces, mm. and I think I probably got about as far in that game as you got in this before I was like, well, I need to sell this. I, I need to get rid of this game because this is not good. And thankfully, I was able to just return it, even though it was opened somehow. So that's weird. Okay, yeah. here's another issue I have with this. What do you think Hammer Brothers sound like? Oh, um well they either just sound like regular Koopas, like they they don't yes. they make like banjo kazooie noises to talk almost, 
or they sound really racist. It's one of those two things. I think it's on either end of the spectrum, like racist Italian stereotype or just goofy noises. Okay. Uh, neither of those is true. Because I no. thought the same. I thought they would just sound like regular Koopa Troopas, like that what, 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 what type yeah. sort of noise. Yeah. No, instead, they're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's really bad. Hey, hey! Yo, oh! They do That's it a not... lot because a, a hammer brother is like your coach, and so you hear it a lot. It's I don't know why they did this. It's awful. I don't know a hammer brother has made a noise before. I I mean I assume they would just reuse like Koopa Troopa yeah, voice. That's what I thought. If they were ever in anything else that needed them to have a voice, I guess. And I kind of like I was thinking about this fairly recently too about like how far voice acting has come in Mario games not even really far like how regressed it's become because like the Mario characters they barely ever say like full sentence or something you know they'll they'll say their names like a Pokemon that's about as good as you're going to get when they say full sentences I don't like it no I there's some exceptions to that, but sure, I, I, I'm with you. I think that maybe acting in Mario games is better now than it was, say, on the Nintendo 64. Uh, but I played some of the original Mario Tennis recently. And that, like, opening cutscene uh, before you get to the start screen where they reveal Waluigi for the first time has some probably the best Mario voice acting of that era. Mm-hmm. I just like Waluigi showing up and being like, ah, I'm Waluigi, and Luigi just looks over and is like, eh, Luigi not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. But, like, yeah, yeah, I guess... I mean, the less you got Toad talking, the better. Yeah, yeah, nobody wants to hear that. No. Eight uh, packs but then a day, also... Toad. Yeah, but then you also get just weird things like that uh, Hammer Bros voice. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why you would change this or use something other than what you've established for this other identical character. I don't know. This but... is similar to games I've played, uh, Berserk and the Band of the Hawk. Thank you for saying that just as I started the recording again. Uh, thanks to technical no issues. Uh, to the listener, as George is looking at, was this <laughs> She Will Punish Them on Steam? Yeah, uh, HD remastered. Yeah, okay, well that's an important yeah, thing to note. Sensual dark fantasy ARPG. Customize a stunning succubus with great body details. Uh, I was also telling Larry I like that this trailer immediately opens on how you can edit the feet and the boob slider. So they know how to sell a game. Great. Yeah. Anyway, Mario well, Golf, not good. Now, next order of business. Uh, UFC 4 was added to Game Pass, so I've been playing that. Oh. Uh. George, tell me, what do you know about UFC? Uh, there's an octagon. Um, Correct. Former WWE wrestler cum punk uh, got into <laughs> UFC a while back. Um, yeah. Colin McGregor? Or is he just a boxer? No, he's a UFC guy. Okay. I know him. 
uh, and I know people basically just savage each other in the octagon. That's, but, that's all I know. Well, you you would know another UFC fighter. You would know one of their champions, Brock Lesnar. Correct. Oh, okay. Well, there Brock you go. Brock Lesnar. So I know. Uh, I know three. I know three UFC <laughs> uh, wrestlers, combatants, whatever you call them. And I, I know think... that uh, you can use your hands and your feet. Yeah, I don't think Kumpunk really counts. By the way. Cause he he did like two oh. fights. I think he lost both. He's like a cop now too. So that was for a movie, you idiot. I can't distinguish the two <laughs> movies in real life. You, you can't. Yeah. No, it's, it's impossible to tell. Thing. All right. Well, anyway, UFC. So I played the first two of these games. I am a fan of the Fight Night series. Uh, and there aren't going to be any more of those Because nobody cares about boxing anymore Although now maybe yeah. people do again So maybe they will make another I don't know There was supposedly some uh, Supposedly Jesus Supposedly Some kind of uh, EA Sports announcement coming out uh, And so some people thought that might be a new fight night But I don't think I'm not sure when that's supposed to be It might not have happened yet Either way I haven't heard anything about a new fight night yet. I, I just, in general, don't trust EA to put out it, like a new game in a property people mm. liked and have it be even anywhere near the thing that it was that people liked. So it it doesn't matter. Burger Dicks says F. Burger Dicks says I. <laughs> Burger Dicks says G. Yeah. Um. A new fight uh, night would be very good, but. Either way, uh, this is uh, people fighting, and it is somewhat close enough to that, I suppose. Um, but the first two had a lot of problems, and I never played the third one. This one, the core fighting seems a lot better. They fixed a lot of problems with the previous ones as well. Um, so, first of all, I had to make a character. And my original plan was to make a Muay Thai master Alan Moore. Uh, and they have no options for just, like, long straight hair. Like that, for some reason. Huh. They have a lot of bizarre options in there, including caveman hair. Like, straight up hair down to the eyebrow caveman <sighs> hair. Oh, no. I have no idea why that's in there. Um, And as I found... Hair that looks like Kuobara from Yu Yu Hakusho So I I changed my plan and made Kuobara instead I set his height to the maximum Which is 6 foot 3 Because for one thing Kuobara is a tall boy Second I wanted him to be like Sagat basically Um, And this is especially good because The first couple of guys I fought in the career mode Were kind of like regular height And so it wasn't that big of a deal Now it keeps putting me against shorter guys And so I just tower over them by like a solid foot Uh, (laughs) So it's just this giant Kuwabara Whose head is about half the size of their torso It's a good time I'm going to need you to make me in this game Oh I'm going to As short short as humanly possible Uh as, As skinny as you can make me Oh, I already uh, have with plans a beard. what to do. All right. I, I need to see myself get brutally savaged by Kuobara. <laughs> yeah. So This is a, it's a fetish thing, just so you know. I want to be upfront about that. Okay. So, in the previous games, one of the issues I had with the career mode, there were a couple of main ones. First of all, 
um, early fights were very hard to win because you were often just sort of fighting against stats. Like, you could be a really good fighter and just lose everything because you were just weaker than everybody else because you didn't have the uh, skill points available yet. And so the way I found to get around that in, I think it was two, well, maybe one, I'm not sure, um, was to just crank, like, right-hand power as much as I could early on and then just throw nothing but right-hand punches. And that worked. Um, and that's actually something you could do in Fight Night also. But, uh, like, spreading out your points is a bad idea in general. Just mm. dump them all into one place and then use that and then you'll get points to put them in other places, and you'll eventually become more well-rounded, but early on, just do that. Um, yeah, now I play SMT, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I did that here. Uh, they've changed it a bit. You don't have, like, left hand, right hand. It's just, like, punch power, punch speed, kick power, kick speed, Um, which... In some ways, I guess it's better because it means you would like specialize stand-up fighting, for example, if you were just increasing punch power by itself. Because like clinch striking is a separate skill, so is ground striking. Um, mm. So okay, sure. Uh, you also have a sort of oblivion Skyrim style thing of when you use moves more, you level them up and get skill points for using them. That's a separate thing. Um, you pick the lock on the octagon and then you get better at that yeah. sure you gotta just sneak around and raise your stealth up a bunch and then you can put mm -hmm. a pot on Colin McGregor's head so he can't see you yeah exactly you raise your yeah. acrobatic skill and then you can jump over the wall <laughs> Um, so th that stuff's all fine the problems I have with the game so far is the sort of the main controls and I understand that UFC is a very complicated thing. You have all of these styles at play, and so the controls are going to be What's complicated. What's complicated about it? Just run up and hit the guy. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Time for a tutorial. Here we go. I'm going to go deep in this. Okay. For comparison, I'm going to tell you the controls for Fight Night. This, right. is, this is how a boxing game worked. X and Y are jab and straight. Your two straight okay. punches, you know, left and right hand, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, a, yeah. a and B were your left and right hooks, okay? Yeah. Now, if you hit the two left buttons and the two right buttons together, those are uppercuts. Okay. Still makes sense? Yeah, I'm following you. All right. Left trigger uh, would make you sort of lean around, like you plant your feet and lean, and it's the body modifier. So hold that. And then any of the punches you throw go to the body instead of the head. Okay. Uh, right trigger was block. Uh, so you could combine the two. Like, you can sort of lean around while blocking. Uh, and right bumper was the power modifier. So, for example, if you okay. want to throw a powerful uppercut to the body, you would hold left trigger, right bumper, and then hit the buttons for the uppercut. This all, this made all sense. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. In UFC, part of the problem here is um, that you have kicks. It's kind of the main thing. Uh, so you can't use A and B for hooks, for punches. Instead, um, 
X and Y are jab and straight, just as they were before. Holding the left bumper turns them into hooks. Holding mm. right trigger, which is normally block, and also faint. So, like, if you hit a punch and then hit the right trigger, then it faints it. But if you're holding the right trigger and then press Y, it's an elbow. But if you're holding that and press a kick, then it's a knee. And left trigger was... Left trigger is still body modifier. But then that means if you want to throw a hook to the body, you have to hold left trigger and left bumper while hitting a punch button, which is not fun. Um, okay, so... All of this would be excusable somewhat if it was at least following that sort of logic of X is left hand, Y is right hand. It is not. Yeah. Uh, when you go into a clinch, I cannot figure out how it determines which hand is which, like which punch is which button, because sometimes I will press X and he throws a right punch into it. Same on the ground. Sometimes on the ground it's like camera relative, which is weird. Instead of like actually being your characters I don't know it's, It ends up with me just mashing a bunch In those situations And it doesn't really help that the game does not explain a lot of that stuff Specifically passing on the ground Which they've simplified with the new UI You can use the old one if you want um, But now it's just like Press the stick and direction for either submission, get up, or mm. ground and pound. And it will just sort of automatically move you to whatever the next position would be. Mm. Um, and the clinch, like, it never tells you how to transition into that. Um, it tells you, like, right bump... Oh, that's another thing. Right bumper and Y is, uh, like, heavy overhand punch. Right bumper and X will grab them and put you in a clinch. Jesus, Larry, just hit the fucking <laughs> buttons. <laughs> God <laughs> It's kind of a Just mess Fucking hit everything Beat the guy up Jesus Christ Oh also uh, Okay so you would think Right so the punches normally yeah. by default They go to the head right But by default sure. kicks go to the leg So if you want to kick to the body You have to hold the left trigger If you want to kick to the head You have to hold left bumper I was going to say it's not a UH, UHF <laughs> It's yeah, the UHF thing <laughs> where you can't all. kick him in the head. Yeah, <laughs> I I beat the other guy up, and then I get to drink from the garden hose. Anyway, this is all to say that the controls often don't make sense, but I'm still having a fairly good time with it. the The career mode lets you like taunt enemies, uh, over social media and stuff, and one of the options is to um. Stream a sparring uh, Sparring session And my main issue is that I keep knocking out my sparring partners Because my punch power is so high it, Because it will often be like You have to land 10 overhead uh, Overhand punches And that's the most powerful punch I have And so I sort of have to hit them once And then let them recover for a little bit Before I hit them again Otherwise they just die Um, So that's cool at one point, I had injured every one of my possible sparring partners and had nothing to do but hit the heavy bag until the fight. Uh, oh, oh, but a good um, improvement on the career mode from the old one, 
in two, you would the career mode would keep going until your character basically had received enough damage. And the thing was, if you're good at the game, that would never happen. Because in two, my specialty was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And basically every fight, I would just come out, take them down, go into submission, and win immediately. Every time. And never take any damage. Uh, and so it got to the point where the game was just looping around and giving me like the same five opponents over and over and over. And like I was even seeing the same sort of events and everything happening in it. And like the game just would never end. So I just gave up. I was like, okay, I guess I'm done with that. Now it seems like you just sort of take a little bit of damage no matter what, which is good. It'll make it end eventually. Um... What else? I don't know. I think that's basically the extent of my thoughts on UFC 4. Uh, if you've got Game Pass, check it out, I suppose, if you're into that kind of thing. Anyway, that's UFC 4. Apologies for the in-depth uh, description of the mechanics of a video game I played recently, which took all of ten minutes, and it apparently bored you into mm. uh, submission. But Well... I sometimes, have more exciting things going on in my Sometimes life we have to talk Larry. about things I've been playing instead of just spending 40 minutes on like Diddy Kong Racing. No, I think Diddy Kong Racing is more interesting than UFC. Larry, uh, it might be all the art, though, I've been listening to, but I had an encounter last night. Okay. I confronted an entity inside of my home. All right. Uh, I, 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 so I woke up to the sound of some knocking. Uh, at the doorway to my room and I, I quickly turned around and staring back at me was a large dark figure with glowing eyes and I'm not making this up I swear to god I saw this I wasn't sleep paralyzed I could move around and it was just staring at me for a few seconds and then the eyes disappeared and then I blinked and the dark figure was gone and I could have done something about it probably but like I was too tired I didn't care as you know whatever okay i don't know if it's like maybe i had like a, a person got in my apartment like that actually would be more fucked up to me than if it were like an entity all right but like what, what is where are you going with this <laughs> i'm not really going anywhere this actually happened to me oh okay i've just been waiting to share it with you this is a real thing that occurred mm. and like i don't know what to make of it like, if it were an entity, I kind of hope it was Mothman. I really like Mothman. Mothman seems cool. I like how you I see like something with glowing eyes, and first you think, eh, maybe someone just got into my apartment. <laughs> it's like a perpetual fear of mine. Like, I've seen videos of, like, you know, people set up security cams in their home, and, like, someone will crawl out of a cupboard or out of a crawl space or something, start eating all their food, and then scurry away. Like, weird homeless squatters oh, that live inside. Accounts. Well, That's no, definitely course, something you should be worried rare, about. <laughs> it's it's weird how, like, a lot of stuff doesn't scare me, actually, but then stuff that's either incredibly rare or just, like, outright not frightening scares the crap out of me. Like, you know, babies, well-known that I'm afraid of babies. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid of squatters. Uh, Mothman or some sort of demonic entity in my home? I'm too tired to care. Like, whatever. Just, do whatever you want to do <laughs> I don't give a shit I mean Mothman's not um, gonna do anything Mothman's fine Yeah Mothman's a Mothman is a friend to mankind 
Yeah. Mothman is a Mick good Foley. entity. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's there's worse spooky creatures you could encounter than the Mothman. Like the Jersey Devil. Oh, now that would be that would be bad. But I'm not in New Jersey, so I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we have a Utah Devil. We have the Utah Jazz. Well, that's, that's worse. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but Might it did. Like a chupacabra that wanders up from down south, maybe. Lives in the desert. Oh. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. Anyway, it did whisper something to me before it left. It said, bring back the news segment. Nope. So I think, in Not fact, happening. it might have been JR. Mm. I think he broke into my home and wanted to provide some criticism on the podcast. Uh, so I'll mention one so news thing. So this didn't thing. actually happen to you? No, this actually did happen to me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually, I'm not making it up. It didn't whisper anything. That part's made up. All but right. the actual, like, I saw something in my sleep. That really did happen. Like, actual explanation, I probably I was dreaming this and I didn't actually wake yeah. up. But, yeah. Because um, I don't believe in any of that demonic crap. Come on. And none of that's real. I like listening to Art Bill. I like reading about that stuff, but none of it's real. Um, anyway, I did want to mention the Persona thing. Oh, right. Persona. Yeah. The things so the, from Persona on the way. This was partly my segue into Persona, but also wanted to mention this absolutely weird shit that I experienced. Uh, but yeah, there's seven new Persona projects that have been announced, and likely i think they will be porting over the old games onto uh modern platforms at least i hope they will i think it'll be hope easy so. to do yeah most of that work is already done they just need to make them available again mm-hmm. so you know they probably won't do that no of course not <laughs> i mean actually i i think if anything if i'm being optimistic here uh, mm. The removal of the PSP and soon-to-be removal of the Vita store might precipitate some of that. I would think so, yeah. The, the fact that those have become less available. Like, I think, too, the fact that Golden came out on PC shows that it's probably very easy to port that game back over to other consoles, too. Yeah. It's and just like, weird they I haven't done it yet, is the thing. It is, Yeah. And I can't imagine that, like, Persona 1, 2, and 3, which also had their own ports on the uh, on the PSP and Vita, like, or actually, no, they weren't on Vita, weren't they? They were just on PSP. Yep. I mean, you could play okay. any well, PSP game on Vita, so. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. But, yeah, like, I can't imagine those would be too hard to port over either. The, the real thing would be whether or not they would bother doing a localization for Eternal Punishment, because we didn't get that one over here. We got yeah. the PlayStation 1 version of it. We never got the PSP remake. Right. Uh, which is still bizarre to me. We've gotten into it before. But like that's where the work would really need to get done. So I would wonder if they would port over everything but not do Eternal Punishment. I mean, also, uh, apparently the Nocturne port did pretty well. And so it wouldn't surprise me if that was sort of a, yeah. another test run. To see, like, well, okay, people like Persona 4, obviously, but let's see how they react to the older stuff. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, maybe they'll go whole hog. I hope so. I wouldn't count on it, but 
would I be do nice. Too. I saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, man, you'd really have to do a lot of work on those games to make them palatable to a modern audience. Like, they need to completely remake them. I disagree with that. Like, I, I was surprised to find how approachable Persona 2 was. Yeah, like, compared to the really old SMT stuff, compared to even, like, Persona 1, like, yeah. 2 is very approachable. Uh, one, I agree with, like, that could use some work, but I thought they already did that with the PSP version. I thought that both of those had a lot of like quality of life improvements to make them more palatable. Yeah, it did. So I want to know firsthand. I didn't play those versions. Uh but I think people going like they need full on remakes, like no, they don't need to do that. Come on. Nope. Learn how to play an old RPG or just don't play an old RPG. You say this after spending so many years refusing to play any of them that are in first person. <laughs> I did. I'm not sure what completely broke me down and made me finally go after them. But I'm glad I did. Like Boredom. I'm it was like playing OCD Yakuza complete everything. Yes. It's probably a mixture of that and playing Yakuza 7 and being like this is really boring and I want to play an RPG and just going to something that was like familiar enough but also something I hadn't experienced yet. Mhm. So Actually, I mean, part of it's I got swindled into it because the first half of SMT1 is like it tricks you into thinking it's going to be a good game. And then that second half fucking sucks. What makes it worse? The encounter rate becomes so completely ridiculous. You are encountering enemies like every couple of steps. And like that's not I'm not being hyperbolic. It is literally like every couple of steps you go in a dungeon, you're in another battle. Mm. And it does the thing where you clear one round of enemies and then a second round appears and then a third round appears and then a fourth oh, round appears. So you're just doing that constantly. Like random encounters out the ass and then those encounters just drag. Uh, after a certain point, you pretty much have to throw it on auto battle because otherwise it just takes a fucking eternity. Well, that's and like cool. at that point in the game, you can like th there's no real need for you to actually strategize at all. You can just throw the auto battle on and you'll wipe anybody. So it, it the game becomes a lot more a lot more taxing, a lot more frequent with its encounters. But the encounters get dumbed down the further you get in the game. Mm. So just it becomes actively unfun by the end of it. Um, that first half, though, like pretty solid like a really good introduction well paced tutorializes you well enough and then just shits the bed time for you to play soul hackers <sighs> hmm i should get around a strange journey eventually yeah, that too and i and i need to do smt4 apocalypse mm, yeah i suppose so i I looked into buying that recently. Going dipping our toes back into our favorite segment of how much does this shit cost? Uh-huh. Too what, much. What it? Like a hundred damn dollars. Mm. It's is that cart only. I saw some listings that were just like case and manual only that were like fifty bucks. Wow. Yeah. It's nice. ridiculous. Yeah. So I guess it, like I need to find some place where I can uh, find that game for zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, test to see how good uh, 3DS emulation is. Pretty good. Last I, I checked on like, well, last I checked on 3DS emulation, I heard it was bad. Oh, oh, it was pretty like good. really, really laggy and just 
like rife with problems but like mm -hmm. i don't know the, the point that i looked that up until now if it's improved i mean probably so, i'm not sure i would think i would, think I would if like anything, to get around uh, playing the, the more efficient method would be modding your 3ds just using a flash cart yeah i wonder what would be involved in that i never looked that up i don't know hmm I might, I might need to do some research after this. But yeah, like I, I, I wonder what else they got in store for the the whole seven projects thing. If if four of those are just doing ports of the other games, it it seems like the announcement of six has to be one of them. Yes. Um, a lot of the way that they're presenting those images are like, here's one through five, then a box with a question mark in it. Who knows what that could be? Yeah, I would guess six, and then five arena are the two mystery projects like in that image yeah uh there's also that cell phone game that is connected what? to five who cares yeah i get twitter I... ads for some near phone game <laughs> and i'm like who gives a crap what you don't like having your data mined by china china no i don't well i don't care about that actually i play king of fighters all-stars so that doesn't there... bother me the real Phantom Thieves is the Chinese government stealing all of your information from this fucking Persona 5 mobile game. They've got Boss Syndrome Orochi now. <laughs> Boss Syndrome Geese. I... So, the mobile game probably is one of them. Persona 6 is probably one of them. I would imagine they're going to do some other concert thing. That's one of them. Yeah. They're doing those all the time. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like they're kind of setting up six too, because the the way they have like the colors laid out in that twenty fifth anniversary thing, there's six slots and all the colors in order correspond to like the kind of coloration of the games, and so the last one's white. So either that's going to be like the sort of color basis for the game, or that's just indicating that like, hey, there's something that's going to be here. We we got a sixth thing that we're working on, so. It, it seems like they'll announce that. Uh, but the, also the way they have some of the announcements set up, they indicate that like the first wave of that is going to be in August, or no, September, I think, uh, because that's when the 25th anniversary is of the first game coming out. And then they had one that was like slated for 2022, and that definitely seems like when you would do a Persona 6 announcement. So Yeah, yeah. Fall yeah. 2022, specifically. Like yeah. September, I think it said. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Persona, it's back. Yeah, it's the only RPG that matters anymore. Everything is compared to Persona. New Dragon Final Quest. Final Fantasy? It's coming out, isn't it? Didn't they announce a new Dragon Quest? Can I uh, date my party members in the new Dragon Quest? I don't think so. Can I go out for coffee with my party members in the new Dragon Quest? No, I wish you could. I'd like to go out for a date with Yangus. Can I buy weapons of the new Dragon Quest using Bitcoin? Well, no. Well, then why do I you can care? buy them with just regular coin. No, oh, physical money? Oh. Oh. Anyway. News. I've not been... News. Speaking of <laughs> That's it for Yakuza. News. No, it's not. Oh, right. I thought we talked about this already. <laughs> no. That was lost to time. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. The Yakuza series might not, well, the side series might not exist anymore uh, because of some issues with the lead actor's talent agency uh, not wanting him to be digitized and sucked mm. into the PC. Uh-huh. <laughs> Apparently putting judgment on PC is crossing a line for them. Uh, you were telling me that they're very protective of their actors' likenesses on... Like, everything. Yeah, I thought it was specifically PC, but I guess, yeah, everything. Um, yeah. It's like I, I sent you an image from Famitsu from the announcement of Judgment, where it has all the Sega people <laughs> and other actors from the game, and he is just, like, grayed out. <laughs> just this gray, smoky silhouette of a man. I'm going to make that the, the podcast the artwork. By the way, so okay, everybody that's can see fun. it because <laughs> it's so weird. It is. I kept searching for a gift from Twin Peaks of the the man from another place saying non-existent to send to you, and I couldn't find a good one, so I yeah. gave up. But yeah, he basically yeah, it, it's like when um when Dougie like turns into a black outline and leaves the orb behind. <laughs> Is this the same Yakuza game that had the issue with uh, that one actor yes. apparently got into some trouble and they had to replace him? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember if that was, in fact, Judgment or if that was Seven. Yeah, that was Judgment. Because it happened like right okay. before it came out. I think it was after it was already out in Japan before it was out here. God, so there's just two different issues with actors likenesses yeah. in that game there's so, a horrible goatsy looking cover like so, what's going on with judgment so before i found out or um after i was reading about the stuff with a uh, kimura who's the guy who plays yagami in judgment found out that apparently this has already happened with um tanimura from yakuza 4 um it wasn't mm. his agency but it was another drug issue and he was not found guilty or anything of it, but just being accused of it was enough for them to replace him. So in the remastered version of Yakuza 4, it's a different character. It's still Tanimura, if, but they like changed his voice and face. You know, if these guys just listened to McGruff and they didn't do inhalants and damage <laughs> their brain, they'd still yeah. be in Yakuza games. It's that simple. Yeah. Nobody knows what yeah, you're talking but... about. Well, we're going to make it the outro theme to this podcast. Well. <laughs> the, Mc, the McGruff song about inhalants? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, I did not know that. As if you do any of the editing on this or anything. No, I just sometimes I bark orders at you. That's my level of participation. Yeah, and then you burp into the microphone, so I have to cut it out. <laughs> I just want to keep you active. Mm. Look, you I'm going to have enough your, editing to do on this skills. episode. Yeah, that's true, because of my issues with the internet. Uh, Your issues in general. Yeah I, yeah, I did not know that that happened with Yakuza 4, so that's news to me. I did but, not until today. But yeah, they're, they're saying this might be the end of the side series. Uh, I mean, they can continue it with the other like lead character, of course. Yeah. Or, yeah. or just recast him, who cares? Or, and I can't believe I'm saying this after, like, getting really excited that they changed course on the mainline series and turned it into an RPG. What if they just undid all that and they made normal Yakuza games again? That would be fine. Yes, it would. I can't believe it, but I would prefer that. I think they should just go back to making regular y Yakuza games. Like, e 
Lee Ichiban is the main character of that for a while, too. Yep. He's great. He's yep. the one good thing that I like about that game. <laughs> Just make a regular Yakuza game about that guy. So yeah, that way I don't got to spend cool. 40 fucking hours in it. Yeah. But that's... God, that's so weird. I wonder if they just cut ties with that talent agency entirely after this, too. I bet Sega just does not want to fucking bother with that ever again. Maybe. I mean, of all the franchises like dealing with talent agencies, you would think Sega and Yakuza would be the ones that would be aware of how bizarrely controlling they are, considering there's a yeah. whole storyline about that in 5. Um, See, again, did not know that. That, remember, yeah. the last Yakuza game I played was 3, and that was well, the only other Yakuza uh, game I played. One of the playable characters in 5 is Haruka, and it's about her like trying to become an idol uh, and dealing with the talent agency and everything in that. But she's uh, like 3 years old. In like the first one, she's like 8. But she's like 2. Those, ga- those games are like in real time. Well, I... I told you in 6, she has a baby. I don't like that. I know you don't. Kiryu has to wander around with the baby and that cries and then you have to shake the controller to make it go to sleep. No, no, no. Don't shake the baby. Uh Uh-huh. Kazuma just bashing the baby against somebody in a fight like a bicycle. (laughs) Swinging it around his head. Yeah. I thought of that every single time I had to shake the controller to make the baby stop crying. What if you could lose the baby and then when like you're going fishing, he just like hooks the baby and pulls it out of the water and then it's like it's fine, you got the baby back. I don't know. What if that happened? You tell me. <laughs> it's just a just a random chance. Please play my mod of Yakuza called Yakuza If. Okay. Based on the Malcolm McDowell movie. News. News. There's more news. You want news? Is you're there? getting news. Yes, there is. I thought that was it what? for news. No, there's news. That happened between the recording of the first part of this and now it is Nickelodeon Smash Brothers. Are you excited for Nickelodeon Smash Brothers? I'm just waiting for somebody to do an edit where it's like the Smash Brothers, a new challenger approaches thing, but it's a silhouette of Drake Bell. (laughs) I'm surprised I have not seen that already. I thought about it yesterday, like as soon as I saw that stuff, and I just could not be bothered to make it. I couldn't be bothered to deal with Mothman. You think I'm going to do a Photoshop? Come on. The thing is, they already, like, sort of headed everybody off at the pass by having Nigel Thornberry in there to begin with. And so it's like, well, okay, you guys already did this. Um, It seems like now the thing is Hugh Neutron, is what people are looking for, which Mm -hmm. I would also, that would be pretty good. Yeah. But this has me more interested than I am in a normal Smash Brothers game. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's gonna be bad, of course, but Smash Brothers is bad too. So whatever. Like, yeah. At least this has Helga Pataki in it. Yeah. It has powdered toast. At least man. I can, I can kill Helga with Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, Leonardo can and... edge guard Helga Pataki. <laughs> Presumably, the rest of the turtles they showed them all in that trailer, but Leonardo was the only one they announced as like an actual. Excuse me, an actual fighter. So I, I wonder if they're just kind of like a palette swap kind of thing, like still yeah. similar moveset, something like I would, that. I would guess they come in for assists or something, kind of like yeah, uh, like in um, injustice. Injustice, yeah, yeah, it's possible. Although in that, you can still select the individual turtles too. But it would be too much work. But they should give them an alternate costume where they're in the trench coats and they have those horrible-looking human masks. 
Because they are based on, like, the original Ninja Turtles. Who would you want to see in Nickelodeon Smash Brothers? Uh, ooh. The counselor from Salute My Shorts. All right. See, I... Yeah. Alex Navarro said Donkey Lips from Salute Your Shorts, and so... Hmm. That'd be good, too. What if they just had Mark Summers from Double Dare? (laughs) Well, he would probably see, like, Helga Pataki get smashed off the ground and then, like, leave to go throw up. Well, yeah, he's got uh, he's got problems. He'd have to wash his hand after every punch. Well, no, that's like a specific reference to a. You've heard about the brittle bones double dare thing, right? No. Okay, so there was this kid who went on double dare, and they lied on his application about a condition he had, where basically he was Mister Glass uh, from Unbreakable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this this little boy just he broke very easily. And so, of course, during, like, a, one of the physical challenges, the kid, like, I think it was either his arm or his leg broke, and the bone went through the skin. Oh. And so Mark Summers had to get the fuck out of there and go puke a whole lot. I probably would, and too. I, look, I'm not saying I blame Mark Summers. <laughs> yeah. But his father was a lawyer, and so his, his dad was just like, hey, you better give us the grand prize or we're going to sue you. And it was like some big screen TV or something like that. So, of course, Nickelodeon acquiesced to his demands. And since then, like, they got better on screening specifically to make sure kids weren't related to lawyers. <laughs> okay. Not to make sure they didn't have weird bone conditions, just that they weren't related to lawyers. No, look, if a kid gets completely smashed against the floor, they trip on the nose snot, they bust their head open. That's fine. They just don't want to get sued. Mm-hmm. So, it, yes, they should have Mark Summers, and he should get physically ill every time another character gets hurt in the match. Uh, what if they have Stick Stickly? Oh, that would be great. I feel, I feel like, like, he'd be like he'd be like an announcer. That would be pretty good. But, I mean, so yeah. I, I'm thinking of like um, that Cartoon Network Smash Brothers thing that came out, uh, and it had like the secret boss character, and it was Captain Planet. And Ooh. so I feel like that would be sort of the equivalent here, like have the secret yeah. super character be Stick Stickly. I was watching the trailer and almost what? sent you a a message going like, they better fucking put Zim in this game. And then like <laughs> as soon as it went through my head. Zim showed up in the trailer So they already got one of the ones that I would really Want to see show up In that thing Also nice to Um, see Oblina from Abriel Monsters Yes Um, They should get They should put in like Danny Tamborelli From Figure It Out Like behind the kiosk (laughs) Okay I got two for you Alright Two different inclusions but one of them is two different characters Do like an ice climber sort of thing With Keenan and Kel Okay or Pete and Pete uh, sure. But yes, mostly Keenan and Kel. Mostly Keenan and Kel. Uh, my other one is Rocco. Yes. Conspicuously absent in that trailer is anything related to Rocco's modern life. I I kind of feel like there will be a Rocco's modern life character somewhere in that game. It's oh, just yeah. one of the ones they haven't announced yet. Could be uh, what was her name? Molly, with the hooks for hands. Get oh, her in there. Good. Uh, yeah. Of course, they, hands. They, it's they a can't... hook and a hand. <laughs> They can't do really, really big man, uh, cause uh you can't put that. It's too big. 
Well, he's got his nipples of the future. You can't put that in a <laughs> game rated everyone. I was surprised they even put Powder Toastman in it. I thought they would have yeah. tried to cut all ties to John Gay. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, see. that does make me wonder if just Ren and Stimpy proper are in the game, too. Maybe. Maybe that's your Ice Climbers equivalent. Oh, yeah, that would be good, I guess. Um, Who else? What, like, I'm trying to think of how... You could like plumb the depths of Nickelodeon uh, Yeah I'm trying to I'm looking up Nickelodeon properties I want to see what we're missing Because like there's a lot of um, There's a lot of stuff From like the early 90s Because it, it seems like they're Throwing stuff in from that era Like yeah. back when you and I were watching it It's not just you know you did it If you do it now like, it's all Danny Phantom And all that crap Danny but. Phantom is in it um, what if they he did is, yeah. uh, Nick Jr. stuff And so they had Steve from Blue's Clues in it mm, I guess that's fine I I bet they put one of the Rugrats in there You should be able to punch oh, yeah. Tommy Pickles Right in his hideous deformed baby face I mean Reptar's in it So that's cool Oh right, duh I Everybody loves forgot. Reptar Yeah Reptar's fine You can put Reptar in it Then you got your Rugrats inclusion And you don't have to hit babies yeah, you should still be able to hit babies. Yeah, I mean, yes, you should still be able or, to hit babies. Of or just, course, just make it stew pickles. That would be fine. <laughs> that that would be okay. Uh, what about the nightmare cat... giant baby, the one that says he wants oh, num nums? No. Well, that would be like his. Uh, that would be his final smash. Yeah, it's like a full stage attack. Okay, what we got from Nicktoons? Doug. Oh, of course, Quailman. Put Quailman in. But I bet, I bet there's issues with that because remember Disney got a hold oh, of the yeah. rights to Doug after a certain point. So I bet that no Doug stuff is going to appear in it. Yeah. Um, let's see what else they got. Oh. Cat dog. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Cat dog seems like a shoe win. I that bet they be... won't do. What? I bet they'll do a Legends of the Hidden Temple stage. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. One of my predictions. Cat dog could have some interesting moves, like stretching around and whatnot. One of the stage hazards in the Legend of the Hidden Tipple stage should just be that your character ends up like getting suckered into putting together the monkey idol, <laughs> and it just <laughs> yeah. leaves them wide open to attack as they struggle to figure it out. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, your directional inputs are all reversed on it, so it makes you look <laughs> as stupid as every child who tried to put it together. I have another really good Nick game show story to share with you real quick. All right. Speaking of this, uh, what what was the one area in the temple? It was like the Shrine of Sorrows or something like that. It it had this name of just like... I don't remember. Sort of like suffering... Well, anyway, this this girl contestant... The one with like sort she, of the fog effect in it or something? I think so. She went in there and got so distressed that she started breaking down and and crying and having like a manic episode. And like the producers on the show were like, "Keep rolling tape, just keep rolling tape. This is really good. This is perfect." <laughs> this is and great then stuff. they had to. They're yeah, like they nightcrawler. They had to stop because, as as they say, then she started projectile vomiting, and we needed to cut the tape. Good times. So they they were completely cool with like, oh, this girl's having a mental breakdown. This is great TV, but puke is where it's like, ah, we can't can't show that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the people who work for Nickelodeon are fucking creeps. Well, yeah, like Dan Schneider, uh, which is 
Yeah, which is why that was leading me to Dan Schneider should be a character oh, in this video game. I was going to say iCarly, but okay. Yeah, him and, and all his feet-based attacks. Mm -hmm. uh, Angry Beavers. Yes, yes. Again, more Ice Climbers. Uh, yeah. That would be pretty good for Norbert and Daggett. Also, like, there's no way there's not a aggro crag level in this mm. game. I think we're in agreement, right? Yeah, yeah. Should also I don't be think that they Michael can have... in there. Yeah, I don't think that if they're making this game, they're already putting in stuff like from old Nickelodeon. There's no way they're not aware of guts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Didn't they try redo guts? Like make a new one? Oh, probably. They tried to redo Legends of the Hidden Temple on Quibbly. Remember Quibbly? It was a movie. I thought it was supposed to be like a short little thing. They were doing like really short episodes of Legend of the Hidden Temple. I think you're confusing that with something else because it was just a movie that was on Nickelodeon, I think. I don't know. Whatever the case it was, it the, was just there was like... a Quibbly related thing that fell through because Quibbly, like. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's just Quibby, yeah. by the way. No L. Um. Whatever the, the the movie I think I don't <laughs> know that I've seen like anything Actually from the movie I just know it exists I assume it actually ended up airing um, But it was around I that time did, When Nickelodeon yeah. kept Stop punching the mic um, It was around the time when Nickelodeon Kept making movies like they did the Hey Arnold movie um, Not that oh, long yeah. ago So Anyway Okay so this was uh, I'm looking this up Uh the yeah, so there was a casting call soliciting participants for revival of Legend of the Hidden Temple for a Quibi. Okay, but, but it never it might not. Yeah, kind of looking at this, it probably did not make it beyond the casting call phase because this like kind of coincided with a little something you might have heard of called the coronavirus. Oh, and yeah. so that probably shut all that down and then the fact that like Quibi kind of failed shortly after that doesn't help um but like there was stuff about that like recently too about doing another casting call for it like I want to say the CW picked it well, up or something like that it was um, like that like adult based one all the um the Quibi stuff got transferred to Roku I think like Roku bought them and so oh, yeah, you right, can get yeah. like the stuff they did end up putting out as they like rebranded them to Roku Originals or something. <laughs> if you really want to watch this, um, oh, the most dangerous prey thing with uh, Christoph Waltz, because everybody mm. wants to see that in like five minute chunks. Oh sure, most dangerous. Look, game. you're on the go. The only way to watch stuff while you're on the go is in little chunks. Yeah, exactly. You think you're watching Legends of the Hidden Temple on your fucking cell phone. <laughs> You'll think that you've watched Legends of the Hidden Temple, <laughs> but you haven't. You will never in a trillion years have experienced <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> yeah, this sadness. Nickelodeon thing Nickelodeon thing is weird. I, I find it surprising that like a lot of these companies haven't tried to capitalize on the success of uh, Smash Brothers more than they already have because there was like that that it's cartoon network thing you one. brought up, the PlayStation One, yeah, and that's been like about it. Really. Yeah, it's also weird because uh, that's like an easy type of game to make. Like you just have arenas and yeah. then like, well, there was you know there was uh, Beautiful Joe Red Hot Rumble, or was that Onimusha right. one? Yeah. Remember that? 
No, I don't. It's like Onimusha Warlords, I think it was called. Hmm. Um, but those were all a long time ago, and then at some I, point, everyone just gave up on it. I know that there were some like indie ones, you know, of course, people just doing kind of their own characters and oh, stuff. Yeah, it's that yeah. basic like gameplay style, but I don't know that any of those really ever that, took off to any degree. There was the one, um, Rivals of something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you and I love great. Smash Brothers yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, we, we're, we're huge we're, fans. Yeah, we're way into the fighting game scene, which Smash Brothers mm-hmm. certainly is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Every time that there is a actual fighting game character introduced into Smash, I totally don't turn into Mark Summers to leave the room to go get sick. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I still can't believe they actually put Kazuya in Smash and there are no Tekken yeah. games on the Switch. None. Not a single yeah. one. Like, that's oh, I'm sorry, you can't believe that? They put Joker from Persona 5 in fucking Smash, Larry, and they still will put Persona 5 on the Switch. At least uh, Strikers is on the Switch. So there's that. There are no Tekken games on Switch. None. I get that the reason they put Joker in there was because SMT got started on, like, the NES and the the Super Famicom. But even then, like, you're going for, like, I hate to be this guy. Yes, Persona and SMT are connected. At this point, they are so far removed from being the same series that representing SMT with a Persona 5 character feels wrong to me. Yeah, I agree. Also, yes, that's sort of the main thing, is with a lot of these characters, there was things saying, like, all right, who do you think the last character is going to be in Smash Brothers? And I said, it might as well be Gordon Freeman at this point, because who cares? Like, Because... It used to be, yes, you could make an argument for a lot of them that they were based around, or they had origins in Nintendo, like Cloud. Final Fantasy VII did not come out on Nintendo, but the Final Fantasy franchise started with Nintendo. Sure. I um, mean, that still feels like a stretch to me, too, because I, I, yeah. I get I get what they're doing, but like Cloud is so like intrinsically linked to Sony specifically yeah, yeah. for me that it, it still feels bizarre. It is, but uh, but you can still at least make some sort of connection yeah. there. Uh, same with I, Metal I Gear. Like Metal Gear yeah. started on NES, even though later, obviously, you, you would still have Twin Snakes, I suppose, to give it a bit of yeah. Nintendo connection. But Kazuya, Maybe. Tekken has like zero connection to Nintendo yeah. at all. Yeah, it did at least give us Kazuya throwing Smash Brothers characters off a cliff. I mean, that's that is good. good. Yes. I don't want anyone to mistake me as thinking, you know, oh, everything related to Smash Brothers is terrible. We did get the one trailer of Kazuya throwing characters off of a cliff. That is good. Yeah, and you got the one of a Sephiroth stabbing Mario. Yeah, that is also good. And I mean, this game also... Luigi died. Like, Grim Reaper killed <laughs> Luigi. Oh, right, the Castlevania one. Yeah. Yeah, like, I... Sure, some of them are really a stretch... But they at least you can stretch it out there and make that connection. But yeah, the Tekken one is just I can't make any sense of it. Yeah, that's because there is. I think about two. Well, you look at it too, and you think like, okay, you got Kazuma in uh, Smash Brothers. Now, just sort of fantasize about how good a Tekken game would run on a fucking Switch. (laughs) I mean, Tekken Tag Two did come out on the Wii U. 
So you could probably run that on a Switch. Yeah, but like a modern Tekken game. Oh, no. Like, if this was a prelude to, like, we're putting an actual, like, proper new Tekken game onto the Switch, it would run terribly. Yeah. Although, like, Tekken it look, 7 it would, look, out... it would look real good on Enola, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Tekken 7 came out so long ago, I figured at some point they must have ported it to Switch. Nope. Never did. Oh. <laughs> God. Anyway, I'm excited to see who the final Smash character is, because then at least it means we're done with Smash, and hopefully we'll stop getting, like, these... Long directs that are entirely devoted to Smash Brothers. It'll be the main character I... from Cruelty Squad. Well, then I'd start playing Smash again. <laughs> I gotta get this DLC pack. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I still like how Smash is the one game that won't run on my TV. At least that Hisense. I don't know about the the uh, TCL that I bought, but yeah, it will just like the image will go black on specific levels too. Like, it's repeatable. If I go to, like, the Pilot Wings one in Green Hill are the ones that I remember where it would just always cut to black. I huh. don't know what the deal is. So. It's a mystery. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. that's it for news. Yeah. This is why we don't do the segment, because we spend 40 minutes talking about Smash and Smash clones. Well, he's mostly <laughs> talking about Nickelodeon, which is fine sure. with me. Yeah, at least the Nickelodeon game is like it's all characters related to Nickelodeon. It makes perfect sense. It's a celebration of Nickelodeon stuff specifically. Uh-huh. It's not any weird like oh Kylo is in this game for some reason. <laughs> like none of that. They're keeping it pure. It is kind of weird having the Ninja Turtles in there though, since that's like a later acquisition. It is, but like at this they point, have I guess they've so been around hard. long enough. On Nick- yeah. uh, Nickelodeon stuff Nickelodeon has done multiple iterations Of the Ninja Turtles by this point And they are very proud of owning that property Because it's a very profitable property um, uh, So it makes sense to me that they put it in there That that one, um, um, it's like early 2000s Like maybe 2003 or so Did Nickelodeon have the Turtles at that point? Or did they get them after that? I thought that was I like Cartoon don't Network know. I don't know it might have been Nick at that I point. Remember. I don't know. Yeah. It that might have been a right. show that yeah. I, I don't know. It might have been a show that they like licensed it, but they didn't own the property yet or something like that. I'm I don't I don't really know. I'm not sure. Anyway, they should definitely put my cousin Skeeter in the game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Daggeroni, baby. Yeah. I can't believe it took me that long to remember my cousin Skeeter, but I'm glad I did before the podcast wrapped. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, Look, Keenan and Kel, you got to move where, like, Kel, he opens up some orange soda and he spills it yes. all over the ground, and then either characters slip in the orange soda or it's like a sticky trap. Yeah, of course. See? This game makes itself. It's all there in the material. Mm-hmm. It's got a pull from all that rich Keenan and Kel lore. Wait, was David Allen Green anyway. not in My Cousin Skeeter? I thought he was. Maybe he was in something else. I knew Bill Bellamy voiced Skeeter. I thought there was a part where like, they were talking about how they wanted to meet David Allen Greer. Maybe that was one episode and he just played himself. What was that Nick show where it was like... There's a lot of like music and like kind of dance numbers and it took place in like the 
setting was like a warehouse or something like that. It wasn't like a fictional show. It was just like, hey, we got these different like dance numbers that we're doing. I don't know. Am, am I imagining this entire thing? Maybe. Does this exist only in my head? I feel like you're thinking that wasn't a Nickelodeon thing. Um, I thought it was Nickelodeon. I, I know what you're talking about because it was in a best of the worst that I watched recently. Uh, the one mm. with Black Street. And the, uh, there was like a clip from them, or Black Street Boys, I think it was. There was like yeah. a clip of them dancing. Like, it was in a warehouse set, like you mentioned. And um, Jay yeah. said it was like from the early 90s. It was an actual TV show. So I think that's what you're thinking of, but I don't think that was a Nickelodeon show. I think that was like it was probably UPN or something. No, it was definitely Nick. I remember this being specifically Nickelodeon because Disney had their own thing where it was like a, um, it's like a club. Okay. And I it was, was thinking more like neon been, lit and everything. I was thinking it would have been something like In Living Color. But no. something along those lines. The only thing that was legitimate was a TV show on Nickelodeon from the early 90s, which only Jay remembers fondly. Uh, uh, nobody remembers the show, but it was called Roundhouse. And the first time we see them dancing, I was like, that looks like the set to Roundhouse. You were right. And then it turns out it was actually Roundhouse. I was just thinking it looked similar but it's so much higher production level than the rest of the video. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Maybe not. What about that one, that show with the guy, uh, he was like a puppeteer. He'd do the thing where it was like his oh, head on yeah, top yeah. of like the a little tiny puppet. or something? Yeah, and it was completely unwatchable. Yeah, I never watched that. I think that was before Be my time. <laughs> I watched Wienerville. Well, okay. I saw a lot of Wienerville. I remember when every Halloween they would do a, a show where it was like a POV of someone going down like a neighborhood block, going house to house, and it was like a call-in thing. You would call in and like choose what house to go to, and like certain houses had like prizes that you would win, and then others just had jack shit. And it was just like aired as part of like a Halloween block that they would do every year. That's weird. I don't know if you remember that one. No. But like that, I think that was happening back when they were airing both uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark and Ah Real Monsters. Oh, that was a good time. Yeah. I have a lot of really Midnight just society. kind of, yeah, I have a lot of vague memories of watching Nick as a as a kid and specifically Nick at, not Nick at night, um, Snick. Yeah. And like, I always had to turn it off when Are You Afraid of the Dark came on because specifically the theme song scared me. <laughs> the rest of the show did okay. not. Like, I would turn it off for the theme song and I would turn it back on to watch the rest of the show. Like, I had, I had that similar thing with Space Goes Coast to Coast, and I believe I brought it up before, <laughs> where, like, the William Street, like, bell chimes and then the internet, like, connection sound both scared the shit out of me as a kid. So I always had to turn Space Goes off as soon as the episode ended. Yeah, you'd watch uh, Goosebumps, and you'd have to turn it off right when the dog would bark. No, <laughs> oh, I love that. I love the dog. And then turn it back. Oh, no, no, he's a good boy, Larry. His eyes turn green. Anyway, retro corner. Retro corner. Uh, I don't this have thing much to say about retro these corner. Games. Yeah, <laughs> just talking about aerial monsters and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Stick stick. I don't have much to. I don't have much to say about retro corner. Uh, it's Strider 1 and Journey into Darkness Strider 2, uh, which is a name that has consistently thrown me the fuck off because I just keep wanting to refer to it as Strider 2, and that's a different game. 
anyway, I hate both of these. I think Strider <laughs> sucks. How dare you? They're terrible. Like, the controls are complete fucking garbage. Like, the level designs are just... Ugh. Just these wide-open areas, you fall off of one thing, you gotta redo half the fucking level in the Strider games. I hate it. I hate Strider. The only good thing about Strider is the sound your sword makes when you use it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I like Strider, too. For the PlayStation. I don't like Strider, too. Strider... Oh, well, see, there I go again, where I'm confusing it. Uh... Sure, the PlayStation one's probably fine, but like Journey into Darkness Strider 2, not good. I don't know that I ever it's played that. It's just more of the same. It's just more of the same. If you play Strider 1, you basically oh. play Strider. It's one of those where it's Journey like basically just an expansion two. pack. It, more or less. Like, it's got more polish to it, of course, because it came out after the fact, but like, it's still very much the same kind of gameplay. There's not really too much to differentiate it. But hey, you know what is a good game? Uh... Hagane, The Final Conflict. Oh, okay. Uh, Hagane is a game that I think at the time no one really knew about. It did not sell a particularly large amount of copies. It was uh, yeah, a SNES I've, game. I've never seen it like in person ever. I'm sure it's yeah. very expensive if we want to go back to that segment. Oh, it's, yeah. No, it is extremely expensive, which yeah. is kind of where I was going with it, where it, it sort of has gained this second life now as part of a lot of people's like YouTube, oh, hidden gems, games you've never heard about or played before. Yeah, this is of one of those where it's just like I downloaded every Super Nintendo game in a batch <laughs> <clears throat> and then found this while scrolling through the list. I was like, yeah, what's this? And tried it. Yeah, but it's good, is the yeah. thing. This is kind of like a, a Ninja Gaiden-esque game. Really hard. It is, but it's also like that kind of difficulty where you you fail, but it's easy to come back to it and keep trying to make progress because it's just that captivating <laughs> of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Alien Soldier-esque in that regard. Yeah. Um, th- there's definitely like some segments of it where it feels more like a boss rush, but it has a lot more fleshed out levels than something like alien soldier um again the gameplay is kind of reminds me of ninja gaiden and shinobi like kind of a mix of those two yeah the leader shinobis Uh, yeah uh those are really good games except for two shinobi 2 sucks okay shinobi 2 is terrible shinobi 3 though which is the one where you're like surfing shinobi 3 okay then yeah three is the best one yeah, three is where they decided to get completely stupid with it in a really good way. Um, By the but way, yeah, Hagani, but yeah. before you get back to this, I would just like to say David Allen Greer was in the Keenan and Kel Cousin Skeeter uh, like oh. t- crossover show. There you go. That's the Skeeter connection. Yeah, that, well, that's what I was thinking. I just remembered specifically like David Allen Greer talking to Cousin Skeeter. And so I just <laughs> thought he was like in all of it, I guess. David Allen Greer loudly chewing chips into the microphone while talking yeah. to Skeeter. <laughs> and then making vomiting noises. <laughs> Look, if you sign David Allen Greer on to do a show, you should know what to expect. It's a lot of vomiting noises and chewing chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of vomit in this episode of the podcast. Eh, what um, happens? Hagane also really has like a very interesting art style to me. 
very dark and creepy and kind of gross, but also really cool. Yeah, it, it kind of, like, the main character almost kind of looks like the Giver or something. Yeah. Right? Doesn't it? Yes. And then, it, like, it largely takes place in modern settings, but you got a lot of really kind of creepy looking, um, it's sort of like, like ancient Japanese sort of monster type enemies. It's like Ninja Gaiden 2, right? Where it's got, like, sort of the modern cities, but also yeah, the yeah. ancient Japan kind of looking things and. Yeah. yeah, basically exactly like Ninja Gaiden 2 Yeah, speaking of sequels that are not as good Xbox Ninja, Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden 2, 2 I mean, not NES oh. Ninja Gaiden 2 Yeah, NES Ninja Gaiden 2 is not, not a great game No Xbox Ninja, Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden 2 also, I would say, not a great game <laughs> They brought it back around for the third one, thankfully It's a very Ugh. Shinobi-esque thing I oh, think Ninja Gaiden yes, 3 yes, yeah, Ninja on, the, on the NES yeah. NES Ninja Gaiden 3 is good it, It's a very similar thing I think to Shinobi Where like those first games They were pretty good for the time they came out Obviously the first Shinobi was very early In the Genesis's life cycle It was an arcade uh, game second one, Before the Genesis came out Yeah that's true uh, Second one's not great Third one's best in that portion of the series Um but yeah, I like uh, Hagane, The Final Conflict a whole lot. I think it's a really solid game. I think that people putting it in like their little hidden gems lists are not wrong to do so. I think it is one of those games that perfectly fits into that category yeah. of most people didn't play it, and it's honestly really good, and if you do have a chance to play it, you should just try it out. Um, yeah, the Obviously don't buy like... a cart. <laughs> yeah, any of those hidden gems things are such crapshoots usually because... like. I've mentioned this yeah. before, but you can go to GOG and look for any random crap game, and there will always be reviews saying, like, five stars, hidden gem. And it's just like, come on. <laughs> I sure. understand you played this a lot when you were a child, but uh, oh, no. Boy. All right, Larry, we need to do this since we kind of brought it up. What? It's our favorite segment of the show. How much do it cost? Oh, great. Guess how much a loose... This is worse than news. <laughs> Guess how much a loose, authentic cart of Hagani the Final Conflict runs for on eBay? 300 <laughs> Yeah, I know, it's probably low. Oh, Larry. Larry, 500. Larry, Larry, Larry. Oh, really? Larry. Oh, Larry. Is it, does it break a thousand? You're, you're very bad at this game, Larry. Yes, it's a thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Used authentic, 949, 899, 1000. Mm. Uh, oh, how much would you think a sealed copy oh, would go for? 8000. Uh, closer for your first guess. So the one that I'm seeing here is $9,800. See, I was going to guess 10,000, but then thought, eh, it's probably not exactly a 10 times uh, multiplier. See, the the way that you play this game is you want to guess the highest possible amount of money first, and then you work down. Well, I'm not good at estimating this stuff because I also would not have guessed that people would pay $50 for, like, loose Sonic Adventure copies, which apparently they're doing. This is my sick version of The Price is Right. 
Yeah. Where I just have you try to like guess how much used games go for on eBay, and then I do like physical challenge segments, but it's just stuff from Double Dare. You just got to keep pulling that flag out of that nose. Uh huh. You didn't guess how much Hagani costs, so as punishment, you need to go roll around in this kiddie pool full of beans. <laughs> I like how those are the two things we both remember from Double Dare. Like, I don't remember any <laughs> other segment of that except for the big nose and the pool full of like. It, yeah. I remember it looking like nacho cheese, basically. Who knows what substance it was? All we <laughs> know is Mark orange. Summer fucking hated it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why he went on to do Unwrapped for the Food Network and tell you how they make oh. Reese's peanut butter cups because he just gets to sit in a booth <laughs> and talk instead of having to actually go anywhere or do anything. It's a great Wait, gig. Is that him like trying to get you to not like the food by telling you basically how the sausage is made, no. or is he into it? No, he's into it. Okay. And it's like, oh, look at these beautiful shots of chocolate See, falling thought... in the wrapper and all this stuff. I thought it would be the other thing where Mark Summers is because he's a huge germaphobe. He would try to get everybody else to be a germaphobe like him, and so it'd be like that bit of the guy explaining to like a bunch of kids how chicken nuggets are made. No, and he's just like, well, "Now, do you want to have chicken nuggets?" And all the kids are like, "Yeah." <laughs> no, I bet he did not even look at the footage anyway. Like he he just read off the script and they did it all in post. They just have the bumper segments of him sitting in a booth at a diner where he like opens a a marshmallow and eats it, and he's like, "Ooh, marshmallowy!" <laughs> it's like, great, that's a wrap. Thanks, Mark. Everything that I know about Mark Summers actually makes me like relate to him because, like, I also get really freaked out about germ stuff. I have OCD, and then of course, like. I, Similar to how he reacted to the bone thing, rather than like run headfirst towards danger to help somebody, I'd get the fuck out of there. I feel like he's every a, time he he's the good side of the coin to Howie Mandel, who's like the two faced yeah. scratched side of the coin of OCD. <laughs> That's fair. I'm both. I'm a fucking mess. My OCD oh, yeah. will manifest in me getting like really invested into like weird niche stuff until I become an expert on it, or like I'll really just double down on a project and I'll see it through, or I become Polly Walnuts and I'm just like <laughs> running you down in the bathroom going like I might have cancer tone. <laughs> it's just these these two poles and I'm bouncing between them. Yeah. Oh. That's the podcast. That's it. uh yeah i guess ratings for these games uh ratings ratings strider one and two if i had to compare them to like uh nickelodeon shows that i care about probably they would be spongebob squarepants for uh what? journey into darkness strider two i don't give a shit about spongebob what i hate spongebob i don't like spongebob at all it's terrible what, what? Spongebob is fucking crap. What are you talking about? What, what are you talking about? Spongebob was great. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It's a terrible show. Oh, man. This is... This is the worst. This is the worst Fine, reveal all right, you've all ever right. done. I'll walk it back since apparently I've said something offensive. Yeah, you Can't did. believe I do that on this podcast, but... I would compare Strider 1 and 2 to Drake Bell and Dan Schneider. <laughs> okay. You should avoid them at all costs. They're they're terrible and there's some sort of level of criminality involved. 
whereas no. Hagane, the final conflict is like uh, all real monsters. It's fun and it's creepy and it's weird, and I like it a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. You um, yeah. did you ever see that Fairly Odd Parents movie, the live action one? No, but I've been seeing a lot of pictures get posted of her recently for obvious reasons. It's. I never actually watched it. I remember though, like one of the weirdest things about it was that they cast the actual actors like of the characters they portrayed, which for Timmy, I guess kind of makes sense because you just have like this weird looking Drake Bell. And it's kind of funny, but like they cast the real actress for Tootie who's supposed to be like three. And instead it's like, Hey, Tootie's looking pretty good. <laughs> it's like, that's oh, no. not, that's not the reaction you want from people. <laughs> uh, although they did have Cheryl Hines and George, Alex, uh, Jason Alexander. George Alexander as uh, Cosmo and Wanda, which is good. Um, you know, there wasn't any Fairly Odd Parents reveals in that trailer, was there? No, there wasn't. So that's probably that's probably one of them yeah. that they're uh, keeping close to the chest for but, now. But it's just Mr. Crocker. <laughs> Timmy is not in it. I still do want like a Smash Brothers esque reveal, where it's just you know, again, character has no relation to this. It's just Dexter shows up <laughs> that'd be great or courage johnny bravo yeah. like that that yeah. was kind of the main problem with that um cartoon network one was the character selection was terrible was... i mean the character selection and the playstation all-stars thing was also weird yeah there was some stuff that made sense and then there were a lot of like bizarre exclusions like i know at that time there was some stuff about not being able to get a hold of crash bandicoot like, if you're doing a PlayStation sort of Smash Brothers thing, Crash is like your Mario equivalent. Like, not having him in there is very weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, the anyway, Cartoon Network yeah. one, it had, like, th I think three different characters from Flapjack. And, like, oh, God. Th three from Billy and Mandy and stuff. And it's just, I don't know. Anyway, let's see well, on the show. That's about well. I mean, you gotta have the Grim Reaper, of course, and then you have to have Gaz for the freaks out there. Who? The freaks. Freaks. Gaz. Gaz isn't that the isn't that the female character's name? What was it again? From Invader Zim. No, the blonde haired girl from uh, Billy and Mandy. Uh, duh, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, damn it! <laughs> Perfect neurological exam, Larry say Davis. The thing, say the thing. <laughs> Goodbye, dinosaurs. What? Goodbye, dinosaurs. Okay. Goodbye, dinosaurs. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> choking on my own laughter. Goodbye, dinosaurs.
safe to use one way doesn't mean it's safe to use another way. Cleaners, sprays, and other household chemicals can become deadly poisons when inhaled. Don't ever try it. Just say no to inhalants. Breathing them is really no thrill. Don't you know inhalants really can kill? You'll be suffering pain. They will damage your brain. Just look for one of the Kraft Foods displays at your local participating grocery store for an entry form. <laughs> Yikes! Or just send a postcard with your name, address, age, and phone number to you host Nick in the Afternoon Sweepstakes, P.O. Box 9006, Medford, New York, 11763. The grand prize winner will get to host Nick in the Afternoon. Oh, simmer down. There's more. The winner and three guests will fly to Nickelodeon Studios Orlando, Florida for seven days and get $1,000 cash. Five hundred first prize winners will receive a Nick AM FM Blastback cassette player. Two thousand second prize winners will win Nickelodeon Gek in the Dark. So anywho, Hurry up and enter. Uh, you could be famous. Uh, like me. <gasps> the U-Host Nick in the Afternoon Sweepstakes is brought to you by Jello Pudding and Gelatin Snacks and the place where only kids win. Nickelodeon! Ah, uh, it's Nickelodeon, guys. Huh? <gasps>